0: No, that's actually why it's such a big deal.
1: Like, I'm I'm very far right or left. I, there's no middle ground for me. That explains like why you like Sophie.
2: Never mind. Hey, hey yo! <laughs> hey, yo! That's, that's a...
1: <laughs> that is a whole different podcast.
0: Um, that will, will be the clip before the music this time. Here we go. The way you said Jordan Canada, I hate you. <laughs> I, was I, trying want that, not, I want that for you so bad.
2: I was trying not to laugh, but he, he said it was so much emphasis.
0: Jordan, Canada. <laughs> <laughs>
3: With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA Draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA Draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Rebel Edition, your bi-weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos. Plenty of free agency stuff to talk about this week. We've got the whole crew here. Akil, what's up? Man, not much. Uh,
1: yesterday was a great day. Uh, all of my parlays hit. Great time over here in these streets. Can't complain. Love it. Yeah, how's everybody else? I'm good.
0: It was a rare time that I was actually genuinely happy for you.
1: Look, when the parlays hit, it is a great day. Let me tell you, it's a great time.
0: Yeah, that that looked really good for you. I'm happy for you, Bailey. What's up?
2: You know, chilling, chilling. Just
0: about to talk some W.
1: That's a tough Memphis shirt, by the way. You're people so can't people can't see it. Um, yeah, that are listening to this audio file. Uh, but shit's tough.
2: No, it's a good shirt. I uh I got it on my last trip to Memphis in May when they played the Jazz in the playoffs. Also, oh, oh, nice. Also, I had to look it up real quick because I was curious. I didn't know that biweekly could also mean twice a week. I thought it meant like every other week. Oh, did I get like, it wrong? It no, no you you're right, but it means either every 2 weeks or twice a week. I had no idea. So, I, bi-weekly like I'm Corey's a scholar.
1: Man, I used to have bi-weekly meetings at my last job twice a week for 4 hours. Yeah. And let me tell you the most pointless bi-weekly meeting of all time. That
0: makes sense. Krista, what's up? Uh,
3: nothing. It was a, it was a pretty good Monday.
0: Yeah, for, especially for your team. We'll get into that a little bit later. But certainly a more yeah. active Monday than we expected for the sky, I'd say. That's crazy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So kind of like uh, the, for, for those of you listening, used to us being a weekly show, this week we're going to structure things a little bit differently. The For the first episode that's going to drop on Tuesday this week, uh, we're going to talk about kind of everything that already has happened, do our traditional debate that we usually do, and then uh, the episode that's going to drop later in the week is kind of the what ifs and everything that's still kind of out there. So definitely a little bit different, but it's part of the fun of, of of change. So I'm going to kind of steer free agency kind of like I did last week where it's uh, whatever's happening with each team and kind of following everything from there. I'm going to start with the first, like and I'm trying to go mostly chronologically. So, but if some things are out of order, bear with me. Uh, None of, this is none of our teams, but Washington made some moves to, like over the last week with bringing Maisha Hines Allen back, signing Elizabeth Williams. They lost some players too and we'll get to that in a little bit, but uh Bailey, I'll start with you on this because I think we were the biggest capers for Maisha Hines Allen in our group chat whenever whenever her situation was going on. How do you feel about what Washington's doing?
2: Well, you know, we talked about late last year about their direction, are they going to pivot? Are they going to kind of try to compete again. I'm not really sure where they're at on that right now. It's still kind of hard to tell. Um, but I thought my shines, I would have been a part of that regardless, but she's kind of in the middle where she's talented enough to help you compete, but also young enough to help you. If you're going to maybe not full on rebuild, but you know, play the middle game for a little while. So I like the resigning. I know a was a bit of a naysayer and I understand Akil's point. There are some things that she has yet to prove, um, specifically as a shooter on volume. Uh, but I, I think the rest of her game is really solid, especially defensively. And um, she's, got, she's kind of a blossoming offensive player. But I think, you know, last year was a little weird. But in the bubble especially, I think she kind of came into her own. And to me, she's the type of player that you want to have on your team Maybe not quite a first option, but a really strong second option in my opinion. And I think, barring the health or any other moves that come for the Mystics, that'll be exactly what they have in store for her.
0: Before I kick it to Akil and then Carissa, the, and that like that's what we want, right? Is I love the way she played in the bubble, and then I think last year was always going to be weird because Tina Charles was phenomenal, a borderline MVP candidate, or she was an MVP candidate, but her game was so ball dominant that it did not give a player like Heinz Allen a chance to really find her role. And Washington was clearly in a place where they were transitioning, whether it be Tina Charles' first year there, or they made the move for Alicia Clark, and she was not able to play all of last season. Uh, Just so many other things going on that it was very easy for Heinz Allen to get lost in the shuffle a lot. And I think repositioning the team this year with her in place, with Elizabeth Williams, with – uh, Alicia Clark theoretically coming back, the number one overall pick in the draft. I think that Washington is like slowly transitioning, transitioning, but like they're all they're probably going to be staying competitive on the fly as well. Theo, do you agree with that? I, I know that like you were understandably like Bailey said more of a, a Heinz Allen skeptic than we were. But what do you think about the moves that they made?
1: Okay, I need to rectify statements. I'm not a Heinz Allen skeptic. All I simply said is she's a very unproven shooter who had one year as a 40% three-point shooter sure. at like 0.6 attempts per game. That's so what I'm saying. just like.
2: That's literally what I acknowledge. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: so if you call that being a skeptic, I, I just more call that objectively pointing out facts. Um, could that actually be something? Absolutely. I'm not saying I can't. Uh, but I think this means they're like, getting younger, especially because we heard some news about, you know, some people not coming back which we will get into a little bit later, as I'm sure Curry, so, uh, Corey said earlier. Um, so I think they're trying to get younger here. And I think this may mean that they're banking on keeping that number one pick instead of training it to try to be more of a in contention mode as of right now. So I think maybe that pick stays and you try to work around that pick and Heinz Allen, who could actually be a very, very strong number two I think to Ryan Howard, if she ends up going there. Like that, that seems like a very fun pairing out there to have on your wings.
0: It's interesting, right? And I'm going to come, I want to come to Crystal next, because, like last year, because we're going to start, we're going to move to who Washington lost in a moment. But even transitioning away from some players, you're like I said, you still have Alicia Clark, you still have EDD, which is healthy, you still have Natasha Cloud, like Ariel Atkins. Pa- this team still has a lot of veteran talent as well as the number one overall pick. So I'm I'm interested to see what they do. Chris, what did you think about what they did?
3: Yeah, I agree. They, they do have some veteran talent, but they do seem to be trying to get younger, but you also have to remember like number one pick or not Ryan Howard or whoever it may be still is in the WNBA. Like she's still going to have to adjust um from college to WNBA so that can take some getting used to but I I think they're on the right path if everyone stays healthy they can be a contender
0: yeah and I think that's what like if I'm not being clear I think I agree with what you're saying I think that you're setting that number one pick up for success because you're putting players around them who are like going to be able to take some of the load off of them they don't have to immediately come in and contribute it's like what you're seeing with Sabrina in New York right now is they built around her after her rookie year where she doesn't have to do everything. She has talent around her that can help her ease the burden. I think that that's what we might see in Washington.
3: Right, I agree.
0: But we'll start with you now. Oh, go ahead, Bailey. You going to say something? I just want to say
2: they've got like a scary group
0: there even with
2: regardless of what direction they go. Like if you've been watching Natasha Cloud in AU, obviously it's a different level. But, like she is just... She's following. She's an excellent leader. Mm-hmm. That's one big thing, but like her control of the pace of a game is second to none. I mean, really and truly. She is the true definition of a floor general, and I think that alone is something that is a premium in the W, as we've talked before. And you add in a virgin star in Era Atkins and MHA, like, yeah, that, that number one pick, whoever it may be, is going to have a not only a great learning environment but also a good safety net to cover their if they struggle uh in their first year you know they're they're gonna have a good situation to grow
0: yeah no for sure but i wanted to i wanted to make sure that we were transitioning into chris for the second point because one of the people leaving the mystics even though they haven't played there for two years with everything going on in the world emma miseman is going to the chicago sky chris just tell me what your thoughts are like as a fan of the sky and just seeing your team get better, like what were you thinking when that broke on the timeline?
3: I think we have a real possibility if everything shakes out with Vanderquakes that we run it back and Candace retires <laughs> with, with three rings.
1: Hey, that's a, that's a tough ending to CP3's career. That's crazy. just need that. Streets need that expeditiously. Streets need that for sure. <laughs> <show. clears throat> that's that's crazy by the way. Like
2: <laughs> Kalia Copper back to back finals MVP, sign me up.
0: Because She's back on a multi-year deal. We got MME and we got C B to the sky. Like today was a big day. Like you, you, want,
1: you want you wanna talk about like you know how we always say like rich getting richer? Like assuming assuming everything works out finally with with can't if courtney Vandersloot with in quotes right like assumption those two work out fine that's tough man like that is truly tough and like the best part about it is like she's on this guy's roster and like even though she isn't playing as much she's not on anybody else's team like, it's it's it kind of reminds me of, like, do you remember the DeMarcus Cousins move to Golden State after DeMarcus got injured? It's just like, yo, even if he's not going to be good, it's just like, guess what? He's on nobody else's team. Like, he could only be in one spot. Like, and I think Emma will still be very, very good. Like, she was just a finals MVP, like, two seasons ago. Like, the amount of actual playmaking... In scoring on that basketball team. Like, you're telling me sometimes you'd be able to run CP3, Ka, Quiggs, Courtney, and Emma, like out there on the floor
2: at the same time? What, like, why? What? So, so to your point, Akil, about these lineups, like they could realistically run. A three big lineup with like Asrae Stevens, Candace Parker, and Emma Mieseman, and be okay because of yeah. what we talked about. Like they're so multifaceted as big. The, the versatility is crazy. They could live. They could live. I don't think they should do it a lot. I don't think they will do it a lot. It would like, be fun to. It would be you could fun see, you too. could see like that lineup for like five six minutes a game, and it could be like a death lineup.
1: Yeah, but like it would be it would be fun to see, man. Like. Because an underrated part to me about Emma's game is she's such a good secondary playmaker slash passer. And, like, you you lose Steph Dolson, like, of course, and we'll get into that a little bit later. And she was also a very, very good passer. But it's just like, all right, we lost Steph. Let's bring in the 2019 Finals MVP to, like... And and Zero just went to Steph. It's just, like, very, very clear upgrade. Like, extremely yeah. clear. Extremely clear upgrade. And that's just crazy to me. Uh, so for all I'm concerned, like, both the – everybody's healthy. I just think it's a crash course for this guy to get back to the finals. Like, man, they just have to lock up Courtney and Quiggs, and they're there. Like, I, it's crazy, man. It's something.
0: It's it's one of those things that we've been talking about that we were – all, all offseason, we were talking about how they just got to try, try to bring back Vanderquais, try to bring back uh, – Callie copper and then like build around the frid- fringes and they said yeah cool we hear you we see that but instead we'll just add Emma it's just like <laughs> that's not building around the fringes that's just like swinging another home run I-, I I think that that could be it's the kind of thing that when Candace joined last season everyone was talking about how it would be fun to watch her and Vander Van suit on the court together because of what level of playmakers they are and now you're adding a third of that level from another position that can play with them I just think that Man, I'm not going to be talking trash on your sky this year, Chris. So they're about to be so loaded with talent that. Yes. Well, what we wanted all year from them in terms of aesthetically watching them, I think we're going to see more often just because you have so much duplicitous ball handling and and playmaking. I think it's going to be fantastic.
1: Plus, that means honestly, like you could be able to rest CP3 more. Like, it's like you might not have to play every game here. Like, if you want to be good enough for the playoffs, don't worry. Like, we got enough in the tank here for us to win games and still be competitive and for you to just kind of hang out. And maybe not have to play the the third game in a row in a two out of three or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. That's
3: yeah, crazy. For sure. That's I crazy. think to kill's points. Just if if everyone stays healthy, then it's going to be a beautiful season.
0: I for some, some some people, yeah, yeah. For some <laughs> yeah
1: people. I don't know about. The, I mean, I might be transfer
2: portaling straight over there to say the least. Um, it. Anyway, I uh, I saw some people talking about how would the move from Dolson to and you lose a bit of like, maybe a little bit of screening and maybe a slight difference in passing, but like Misaman in terms of being a play finisher, whether she's getting the bucket or making the dime to a teammate for a bucket adds a level that um, Steph didn't quite have. Uh, there, there was a little bit of discussion. Some people were saying that's not the case, you know, d- different interpretations of things. But I do think there's something to that. You add just a different a different type of player, obviously, that is very skilled. And I do think she can do more to finish plays, whether she scores the bucket or gets the assist to the bucket. And it'll add a wrinkle to an offense that we talked about a lot last year, but I think she can survive or really thrive in either their half court or in the transition play. Just a really interesting get for Chicago to me, and kind of one that was rumored, but I don't know how much stock we really put into that until it happened. Yeah, like she's way more of a person of like,
1: like with your point, Bailey Steph is very much like she'll get her buckets when they come. But it's, like, with Emma, like, you can just simply give her the ball, clear out a whole side, and, like, she can go to work. Like, she can go get her own buckets. And, like, that level of shot creation from another position to have outside of Quigg's and CP3 and Courtney setting the whole table and then. When Mies gets doubled and you'll have a car that's just cutting straight to the cup and it's, yeah, it's, <sighs> Carissa, you can have a fun season if everything goes right. Um, Have fun. Enjoy it.
3: You can have fun too. You can come.
1: Hey, say less. Say less.
0: <laughs> that's all I need. Uh, no, 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 and no. before we move on from the Sky Bailey, I want you to be—I want you to be the one to t- touch on CB. Uh, I think that that's one of the cooler stories of what happened. Everything else is like the bigger highlight moves, and that's not to denigrate Crystal Bradford in any way. But I think that that's kind of that's the kind of move that can kind of get forgotten after the shocking moves come. And I, I think that as, as, I mean we almost had her on the pod last year. We're we're very pro CB pod here. That yeah. was exciting to see her get another chance, right?
2: Yeah, we were kind of worried about that, given the way. Atlanta situation went down but fortunately you know CB got another contract It was originally appointed as a training camp then it came out that it's a real contract which is really good she was very hype about that I'm very hype about that and another very tantalizing fit in their offense I mean we talked about versatility we talked about you know what they can do with these lineups and things CB can play like two three or four depending on how the the matchups and lineups fall into place. She showed drastic improvement as a shooter last year. Her defense is going to be top-notch effort all the way through and energy. Like the vibes are going to be immaculate on this team, to quote Akil. Like those vibes are going to be phenomenal. So, yeah, I mean, to go from out of the league for a former top 10 pick, out of the league, Mm -hmm. then back into the league into a very – Tough situation to back on a contract with the reigning champs. That's that's quite the story. And we're hey, hey. we're gonna have that story told on this pod sooner than later. It's hey, it's coming.
1: Hey, really, really quick, Bailey, 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 where's she from?
2: Go ahead
1: hey, and say hey. it. Go ahead and say it. B- pride, s- baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shouts to, the, shouts to the shouts to the mitten. Um, always a
2: pro Mitten podcast as well. Uh, Only you. I hate that term. I'll be the first to say. Hey. It. I'll put it. I'll put it on the airwaves. I despise that term.
0: That's what it is. We don't even hate the region. I just hate the.
2: term. I have nothing against the state. I'm watching them play right now. But the
0: term I,
2: um, here, we we are a pro Michigan podcast.
1: That's I'm okay
0: I, I, it. I. Yeah, that like coming down. Look. From Mitten. <laughs> It's just I, the terminology,
2: listen, not what it represents, not the I, definition. And
1: I, and I will, I will say this too. I've had people that I know who get to a professional sport, and they'll get put in team situations where might not be the brightest and best place for them. And no disrespect to the Atlanta Dream, uh, but shouts to the best reality television show of all time in the W. Uh, but now you get to Chicago. And there's, like, actual grown-ups and adults, like, in your locker room. Like, to be able to learn from a uh, CP3, uh, Vandersloot, uh, Allie Quigley, uh, James Wade. Like, there's actual competency. And it's basically, like, a fresh start. Like, you could call everything in the past a wash. Because it's, like, you actually get to be somewhere around an actual positive situation uh so that in and then it's of itself is a very very huge thing for cb and i'm super excited for that
0: and i'll just like this is not something that i i, I if if Akeel enters the transfer portal and bailey bear with me while i say this we may have to as well because i don't know if you realize this our two guests our two friends of the pod she cb hasn't been on yet but that's that's two for two so far because we also got dane evans on the on the team so look <laughs>
1: Hey, Should, come on over. We might be a pro sky podcast.
0: That's, a, <laughs> that's what I mean. The sky is the unofficial team of uh, the official team of some, the unofficial team of the others on this pod. Friends of the pod. I. I it's it's weird that it's kind of working out that way, especially as me who talks so much stuff on the, the sky the, for so long.
1: At the end of every single podcast, we just have to play Finito now um, oh, <laughs> to, no. to end it off. Just the Chief Kief uh, audio there. Bye bye bye. <laughs> Hey, what a song, Bailey. What a song, Benito. I have so
2: so many memories to that song.
1: So, way too many. Um, Let's probably get off topic here, though, (laughs) man. Yeah, Corey, steer the ship again. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, yeah, that is what I'm here for. So, one of the players that left the Sky, uh, we mentioned her already a number of times, but Steph Dolson is officially a member of the New York Liberty When we come back and do the the pod for later in the week, we're going to talk about some of the other rumors surrounding Liberty. But this is the first thing that really got to go. And they've been talking to everybody, it seems like. And they got the big they wanted the whole time in Steph Dolson. And I think that – I mean, we joked about it last week when Akil said they were going to allow 150 or 1,000 points or something, whatever exaggeration Akil put into the airwaves. But Steph Dolson fits his team well. If you're able to put defense around her – I do think that the, the 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 talent she brings on offense is exactly what the Liberty we're looking for. Bailey, you, you agree, correct?
2: I do. And I think adding her helps their players kind of slide back to their more natural positions. Like we've touched on, I think last week, you know, Natasha Howard going back to maybe more of a four, part-time five will serve them well. You get someone like Mick going back down to the three or even um playing more of like a six-woman off the bench role. um Lenny can play kind of either way, but then you kind of open up the open up the possibility of maybe running Sabrina Moore at the two. I mean there's I, I think adding that big five both from a skill set wise like and how she plays like Steph Dolson plays big. She uses her size very well really opens up a lot for the liberty that they needed last year. And, you know, we've talked about what she brings both on both ends of the court. And while it's nothing that you may stick out to you if you're just like looking at stat sheet or whatever, but there's a lot of intangibles and a lot of small things that will just elevate the team even further. Yeah, she's like the ultimate small
1: skills that lead to really, really big wins kind of player. Like People don't really want to take screening into account of things, but when you have a very pick-and-roll-heavy kind of centric offense with Sabrina, adding a person who might be the best screener in the W to said basketball team is huge. Uh, so she'll be able to set some nasty screens for her and Landy uh, to get them open. And then she'll be a good release valve person because, I mean, a lot of the times last year, when sabrina was getting screened ever since that atlanta dream game she was basically getting doubled immediately uh so i could see stuff being used very very well kind of in the short role as a connector like i think she'll be very good at getting the pass as a release valve and being able to kind of find that next person and being able to read help and make the next pass from sabrina to wherever um So, I'm very, very big fan of that. Plus, of course, she can shoot it, um, provide spacing. And if you play next to Natasha, like the defense picks up there as well. And maybe Natasha can get back to kind of being more of a traditional kind of rim protector. Because once again, she was a DPOI. So, like, she can do that. Uh, This team's going to be really good. They're going to be scoring a whole lot of points this year, like a ton of them.
0: And, Chris, I know that, like, it's tough to see Steph go. Obviously, we talked about. The, the benefits of adding adding Eastman in her stead. But as someone who rooted for Steph for, for some time now, it still hurts to see her go, right?
3: Oh, for sure. I, I haven't had a team where I didn't have Steph, like UConn in Chicago. But kind of like Akil said, she is one of the best screeners in the league, if not the best. And then she also can shoot. People forgot that she added that to her game. So that's just going to open it up more for Sabrina, Sammy, Benagelani. So, it's going to be fun to watch definitely
0: for sure. So now like to run out some of the more like the rest of these moves are not as necessarily like headline grabbing as some of the other ones, but I still think there's plenty to talk about with what's already happened. Okay, we'll go to your storm next just that they officially brought in Brian January and re-signed Mercedes Russell.
1: Ooh. Uh, Yay. Go us. It,
0: yeah. Um, Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: happy. I'm genuinely happy we brought Mercedes back. Like sh- the growth that we had last year from her was amazing. Uh, she's huge. She's 6'7 Very very good rim protector. Like I remember watching some of those aces games and some of those Mercury games, where I don't want to say she was like putting BG and Liz in jail, but like she was guarding them very 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 well. Like she was doing a really great job. So, like, I'm glad we brought that back. Absolutely. Um, from the looks of it, looks like it might not matter because everybody else is going to be leaving. Uh, but at least we did that. And if I'm going to have to watch a Sue Bird-Brienne January backcourt. <laughs> You'll be okay. I won't. I'm Some gonna... people have it worse than you. Who has it worse than watching a Sue Bird-Brienne January backcourt?
0: A season tick, or, uh, Bailey's a season ticket holder for the Atlanta Dream.
2: I wasn't going to say anything. I mean, uh, I'd rather watch the Atlanta. Actually, who's Atlanta's backcourt right now? Kennedy, and Arian Kennedy, and, a- and a- Oh, okay, ab-
1: yeah. I'm absolutely rather watching that. Like, the only team I probably wouldn't watch is the Indiana Fever. That's it. That's a list. So, we're one step above the Indiana Fever. Congrats, Seattle Storm! You're one step ahead of the Indiana Fever. You're Wraith. also
2: jumping the gun here, like yeah, I know. Streams I'm have gonna... been hit. I'm yeah, trying like, to tell you,
1: I'm I'm really just skipping the line. Mercedes coming back is great. Brian January, very very good. She is a backup point guard. Um, very very good. But if I have a roster where it's Bird, Brian January, and Jordan Canada,
2: but <laughs> buddy. <laughs> I hate you, Aq. Jordan Canada is not bad. She's just not a great shooter. That's all it
1: is. Bailey, this is my thing. I, I do generally believe that this. this is one of my beliefs in basketball. If you're a point guard and you can't shoot or you provide zero rim pressure, it's hard for me to play you as a point guard. Like it just is. I and she sure does. That. And she does neither of those things. Like just neither of them.
0: Yeah, no, I I get it. Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna dwell on the the storm. Spoiler alert! They're gonna be one of the focal points of our pod later in the week. So that's the main reason for brushing past them. I think Carissa and Bailey called it this the most surprising move of the off season. Uh, the Minnesota Lynx added Angel McCottery, and then they came back and, and brought back in uh, Laser Clarendon. But the the angel thing was the surprise, right? Bailey, like I don't I don't think we saw that coming at all.
2: I did not. I did not think that Minnesota would make a play for Angel McCautry. For one, I didn't think they really needed Angel McCautry. Obviously, Angel McCautry is a veteran. She's got tons of experience, and she still has, like, talent. She's not what she once was, but she's not bad by any means. But that's literally half the Minnesota roster is talented veteran players who are still – most of which are still very good Um so it just seems a bit redundant, but also simultaneously it is a good fit. It's kind of weird. Um, I'm more curious to see how this affects their rotations and things, how many minutes she's going to play, whose minutes she's going to chip into. Because you also got to think about like Renaya Davis is coming back from injury and still is back. Obviously they won't have feet presumably for at least part of the season, but it's – uh. It was a very interesting move to say the least it was very surprising to me and I I have a lot of questions about it I'm curious to see how those questions are answered I don't hate it but it's I just have the fit doesn't it doesn't I don't see it right off the jump in terms of like the basketball fit like on the court like the playing fit I should say everything else is there the cultural fit the experience fit She'll do really well with Cheryl Reeve, but
0: just don't know how it translates on the court. So I'm personally taking this to mean that Fee is probably out longer than we thought. And I mean, I know that we were doing the math on how quickly she could come back, but if you look at like an example, of Odyssey Sims came back, I think, five months after giving birth, and people acted like that was... I, 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 I've not paid enough attention on what how quickly that is usually a turnaround for players, but it was treated as if that was very quickly. So Fee, I believe we said was due in May. So if five months is the timeline, she's not coming back during the season. So that that could make more sense. Not that I think Angel's going to play to the same level that Fee did, or be required to play that level of minutes or whatever at this point. But you wonder whose minutes she's eating into. It could just be that, like some of that will go to Angel, some of that will go to Renaya Davis, some of that will go to any number of players who were cut into last year because the rotation was so deep being able to come back. But Carissa, what were your thoughts on the move?
3: So if they didn't re-sign Clarendon, that would be a shocker for what she did for that team uh, as, she, as soon as she came in. But as far as Angel, that, that was a shocker. I just knew she was signing with Atlanta um, because how many years does she have left? I mean, you could compare her to, to sue bird as far as you know, people just keep playing, but I don't see Angel having that many years left. Um so I do think she eventually will retire in Atlanta. But the way she was playing before her ACL, she was the old Angel. So if if she brings that back, Minnesota can definitely be on to something that's and then of course with Big Seal. But with Ranaya Davis, I mean she was a great college player, but she has yet to prove herself in the W. So we'll see.
0: She's still my rookie of the year pick. I was going to say, I know, I know that's where putting his money for that, so that's that's part of what this is. But
3: oh yeah, she's a great player, but
0: uh, we'll lying. see on the court. It is interesting that what we've learned over the last week, whether it be on the air or in our chat, that Carissa is as much of a skeptic as a Keel. Which those two aligning on anything was not something I really. What am I know. a
1: skeptic of? <laughs> Just everybody. Who?
0: Everything. I ain't never seen it. That means it can't happen.
1: No, that just means you have to prove it to me.
0: Like, I mean, but that's kind of the same. Okay, it doesn't matter.
2: It's not the same thing, but that's not what you usually say.
3: Like,
2: I'm not saying. You usually okay. just say they flat out can't do it. I, because I haven't done it before
3: but that's that's not the same as not proving themselves
2: exactly they're professional it's just the way you
3: you, you say things
2: your semantics are always wild always i live in
1: extreme i live in extremes Um, we are well aware (laughs) for better or for worse i i live in extremes let me tell you and i think
0: none of the rest of us do
1: sophie cunningham went back to the uh phoenix mercury
0: I was getting to the Mercury next, yeah. They, I'm, I'm
1: surprised, surprised she willingly wanted to live in a blue state again. Um, but hey, she's she's a Phoenix. I would have laughed if she went to Bailey Sparks. Let me tell you, jokes were going to fly nonstop if she went to the Sparks. Bailey, I'm glad that didn't happen for your
2: sanity. Man, you, you, you're talking about her not wanting to play in a blue Arizona. Imagine her in California. Do you hear what you're saying here? That's why I thought she was going to go to the Indiana Fever. <laughs> she
1: went to the Indiana Fever. The, the Indiana Fever would have to block me. Uh, the amount of jokes I am getting off for the Indiana Fever picking up Sophie Cunningham, I am getting blocked. Tamika Ketchis is probably suing me. Dog, they don't need it.
0: Anywell.
1: Onward to Phoenix. You know who the Phoenix Mercury is gonna bring back?
0: Who's that? Uh, you
1: know who they're gonna bring to Phoenix? Who? Jordan Canada.
0: Uh no. she's, gonna,
1: oh, God. she's gonna be there. I actually um, gave you
0: the benefit of the doubt that this is gonna be a good transition, and this no, is no more no. View- but like,
1: look, head coach of Winwood. Where did okay. Jordan Jordan Canada play basketball at in L.A.? Winwood. Look, all I'm saying, it seems like a match made in heaven. Um, I don't know whose heaven that is. Definitely not mine. Uh, but hey, look, it works. Also, I don't know if Skydig's gonna be back because some of her tweets as of recent uh bird App makes it look like she's on her way out the door. Uh which I get.
2: They don't need Jordan Kennedy, they have Shea Petty, she's better. Hey.
3: But didn't they sign her to a training
2: camp? I think they did that just for cap management, though. Like, their cap is kind of weird, so I'm, I'm of the belief and of the understanding that they likely did that just for cap management, but yes, they did just do a training camp.
0: We'll get into that again more when we get into the rumors and and innuendo on the later pod this week, because there's also some rumors surrounding the Phoenix Mercury.
1: Yeah, like, like the innuendo. Tina, Tina Charles, too, like, that's another thing we can get that, into.
0: Yeah. That was the rumor I was alluding to for later in the week. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they're they're a very fluid situation. Bringing back Sophie was kind of the thing that kind of made everyone stop. But then they made the trade today, shipping Kevon to Atlanta for a third round pick in twenty twenty three is strictly. I mean, this is no shot to give on. I actually think she will be a solid veteran in Atlanta. But for on the Phoenix side, that is strictly a cap cutting measure. Because, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Can we can we actually get into Atlanta for a second?
0: Yeah. Like, That's actually where that'll, that that will be the last thing we
1: touch on this yeah, on this, yeah, this episode. Bailey, so. And I want to ask this to Bailey, being a, a season ticket holder of an Atlanta Dream. How upset are you for a team that had this much money to spend, like one of the few teams that had this much money to spend? Their only free agency move being, let's go out here and get Kia Vaughn. Like, are are you upset by that at all? Because it wouldn't bother me if that was my basketball team that I was a fan of.
2: I'm simply a season ticket holder. I'm not a fan. Okay. Least, well, let's well, clarify s- that. But, I mean, I don't really know. I feel like we talked about it before, but, like, obviously they had a lot of money, but they also kind of had a reputation to rebuild. So, like, money is appealing, sure, but also, like, they've had a lot of turnover, and obviously while it looks like they're set for the long term, like I can see why a free agent might be a little hesitant on that. Yeah. So yeah, like, sure. Like it, it doesn't necessarily look great, but also when we were just kind of hypothesizing about all of this, like maybe we, I don't know, over overstated the value of the dollar or maybe we misinterpreted, you know, the market, whatever. Like I I think I think maybe we expected a lot, and there I was thought, always a chance we didn't get a lot, and we're not yeah. really getting a lot. But also,
1: I thought it was going to be an all or nothing thing, and it turns out it was going to like be the nothing part.
0: Well, of let's let let's actually pause on that real quick because like we we they said they haven't reached out to Diamond, but right now Diamond doesn't have a hoe. And while all these these dollars are drying up, Diamond might end up there. And Dana DJ Charles is still there. DJ Liz is still out there. Like there's DJ still. Liz. There's still a bunch of options. Like it feels like everything is drying up, but like that's three all star ish level players. I mean, two of one was an almost MVP, one was an all star last year. Diamond has all the potential in the world. She is a former all star. Like while these other while these other teams are using up all their cap space, uh, like there's a real chance where they still end up with somebody. I I, I, I understand what you're saying, but maybe they play the Patriots.
1: I think for me, it's not like that. They're not getting anybody. It's like. I thought that they were going to be a lot more aggressive. Like, I thought they were going to be, like, the Liberty where their names are just going to be in talks with everybody. Like, and they're not even doing that, which is just kind of like, and who knows? Maybe they are trying, but people are just like, yeah, we don't we don't want to be here. Like, who yeah, knows? I was to say,
0: at this point, it might just be tough to be more aggressive than the Liberty, because the Liberty are just, and they, like, it helps that Steph Olsen's from New York and, and Stewie's from New York and that's due with the connection there, but, like,
1: Still right, like there's something there, right? Like Sabrina, Laney, Mick, very, very good. Dee, Dee, very good. Um
2: And but- you also you also have to consider like what was I gonna say? You also have to consider like they're they the Kendi situation is still floating around, right? And they re-signed Tip, who was pretty vocal, you know somewhat i don't know how you want to look at it like kind of subtweet and shade whatever like i i don't know if i would want to run that back yet either to be honest and then also we didn't know anything about that whole situation so late last season like they've shown that they can keep things under wraps if they want to that's
0: that's true that's true like i, I, and I, like I said y'all, i wasn't even necessarily correcting you it's just uh I don't know if it's time to already call it, is my point.
1: No, I know. I know. I I think it was just more of a me being upset because I thought that they were gonna do a lot more and it was kind of disappointing.
2: Uh, you live on well, extremes.
1: What did what did the Indiana Fever do? Free agency? Any news from them?
2: They didn't really have a lot of potential moves. I mean, we talked about Kaiser. Oh yeah, but, outside of that. But they didn't um, really have a lot of potential, right, Corey?
0: No, it was like I think they had enough, like they, I think they had about like a hundred grand or something like that if i remember correctly maybe a little bit more but like again who's like i think their thing was always going to be more about the draft and i think that's fine because like like they're the kind of team that in other leagues and again this is not trying to be like a cross league comparison but whenever you're we're expecting even if they've made moves that the dream were, or the fever going to be the worst team in the league this year when you're on that level you're typically looking to take flyers on young players which is for for this league that has to come through the draft or like whoever may find themselves on the outside looking in after free agency does settles, right? Like if somebody has to get moved or if teams have to start making trades this week to free up space, I think that's where you're going to see the fever be more active. I don't think that you, they were ever going to be the type that's going to come out and pursue these free agents. Cause a lot of the free agents, while there were big names that they could try to throw money at, like those are players that want to win now. It wasn't like just people trying to get their first bag. It was people saying, I want my ring. And like, that's, that's the thing that really would have hindered a team like that because even if I'm somebody who's more positive about them than Akil, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell myself that they're playing for a ring next year. So I, I don't know. I think that we'll see them be more active on the fringes. I, If they had done the Kia trade that we saw today, I wouldn't have hated that. I, I like it's. Just, I think they're going to be doing stuff like that. I, I think that it is going to be a lot of, if somebody shakes loose, maybe they'll take a chance on them. Thank you. Or if somebody continues to show up in AU, I think you can see them trying to take a chance there, like try to, play things up like that. I, I think it's going to be more like that for the fever. Anything else from anybody on what's already happened before we get into this week's debate?
3: Um, The only other thing I would say about Atlanta is they could be doing a little something. I, st- I still think they could make some moves. And then also, I feel like people might not want to come to a culture like that. Like I get that Renee Montgomery is trying to build a new thing, but keeping some things under wraps, like Bailey said, as well as re-signing someone who was publicly, like, talking about her teammates. It's like, why would I want to be a part of something like that?
0: Yeah, it's, it's very tough.
2: To sound like a keel for a moment, like, they're unproven with their new culture. Yeah. Um, I- Atlanta, new culture?
0: It's that, that's to be, kind right. of where,
2: yeah,
1: it's kind of where we are. Like, I mean, they didn't even have an old culture.
0: I mean, that's yeah, but like, so when we say new, it's a new, not like it's replacing something old. It's yeah, just like, new in the okay. sense that they're first getting
1: it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah, maybe two years, three years down the line, they'll actually have something rolling to the point where they could be buyers and free agency. Yeah, for sure. I'm with it.
0: I can't wait until we end this recording and we just get the news. Liz Cambage and and. Diamond to shield sign with the, sign with the Atlanta Dream, and all of this is for naught. Yes, so, I mean,
2: it'll be an easy tram.
0: No, I no that was that was actually meant for that. I was just making fun of us talking about how oh. they ain't doing nothing, and it's like. Well, maybe they are. You never know, like Chris said, you never know. A lot of it is. And like you said, Bailey, like they keep a lot of things closer closer to the best, if nothing else. So can I also give a see. shout out?
2: Can I also give a shout out to the dream social media for tweeting thank you, 2023 third round draft pick? That was absolutely
0: hilarious. That was funny.
2: I've seen that bit before. It's not anything necessarily new because I think like sometimes you see other teams do it for like cash considerations and things, but it's always hilarious to me.
1: I love a good old cash considerations. That's my favorite. Thank you, three point five mil. Like I remember.
0: All right, well, that the Bailey, you're the moderator for today's debate, so cue us up.
2: So, if y'all remember, we talked about musical cities. So I kind of followed that trend with songs about a location. That that was my debate. What's the best song about a location? And all of you picked vastly different things. None of you picked any instant winners because there were a handful. So
0: we've got a debate on our hands. Real quick, though, what were the instant winners? Just so I have an idea where your head's at. There were a handful. um,
2: Off the top of my head, Georgia by Field Mob would have won off the jump. Um, California Love would have won off the rip. Uh, No More Plan G.A., uh, let's see. Um, I was I was those gonna, are a, those are a handful. Those are just a handful off top. Of I was head. gonna I was gonna
1: think maybe walking took her to the O. Memphis. I think Talk maybe to I was o. gonna I was gonna think maybe walking in Memphis was one of your instant winners. Oh, oh. that's a great
2: song, by the way. So you're it tripping. is, but it wouldn't have been an instant winner for me. I love Memphis, but it wouldn't have been an instant winner. You would have been better off being uh picking off. Oh, what's this song? Um, Dolph King of Memphis. You'd
0: have been better off picking that. Hey, that song's tough, by the way. <laughs> well, I, would, I only knew one of the songs you said, Bailey. So there's no world where I was picking any of them. Was yeah, it was California?
1: A, it was... Was, it Cal-
2: was it California
0: love? Of course, it was. Uh, sure. I'm uncultured. What can you do?
2: So yeah, I mean, uh, th- those were a handful. I there there was like when I sat down and thought about it one day, there was like seven or eight. So, but anyway. So you have all major choices. These are very, very interesting choices, in my opinion. We're just going to do this in alphabetical order. So, Akia, you're up first. Um, <laughs> you know, take over, and I'll call time when I want to call time. You go ahead. All right. <clears throat> um, the song that I picked
1: for this is New York by Ja Rule, Jada Kiss, or Jada, and Fat Joe. Um, The reason why I picked this song, let's be honest, New York birth, birthed our favorite genre of music, Bailey. Like, hip-hop doesn't exist without New York. Like, quite literally, that is just the fact slash name of the game. And I think this is, like, one of the most New York songs ever. Like, it really is the most New York-ish possible. In the first, <laughs> the first chorus, John off top literally says, I got a hundred guns, a hundred clips. I'm from New York. There's a word in there between that, but I mean, that have to get bleeped out. And I'm from New York. Uh, elite song. Did you watch the verses, by the way? That verses is also a moment in time in hip hop this year. Jada Kiss had one of the most killer verses of all time. Out uh, of the verse, by saying, if I'm not cocky and confident, uh, so if you tell me I'm the best, it's a compliment. Like the song is so New York, it is crazy. Plus, it's just a great song. So yeah, that's my debate. Uh New York, DMX, Ja Rule, Jadakiss.
2: Hey, okay, I hear you. I hear you, Corey.
1: On to I you.
0: Actually, I actually knew that song. Nice. Did you? I did. That's
1: impressive. You have a little <laughs> bit of. <laughs> like genuinely i am impressed that you know
0: that song i'm crying really, like uh that era jadakus i really like i mean i'm probably still only liking the stuff that was getting played on t like on, on mtv or whatever but that era jadakus i really enjoyed so
1: jada had a run
2: <laughs>
1: the locks in general had a yes. run boy yes. i tell you as a group individually shouts to styles p Shouts oh, to jada oh.
0: Well, that's like we were talking about it earlier. Talking about like the the versus versus what coming up. What when is this versus that you were trying to get me to watch? But like when I'm I think gonna... Jada, I still think Anthony Hamilton because of why. Like why? Like I think that even though like I know that's a little bit more like it's probably as mainstream as I get. But like for like uh, for those two people. But like I love that song. So and music is going to watch Anthony Hamilton. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. It's on.
2: It's on the fifteenth. It's a Valentine's Day gig. That's
0: what I thought. Okay,
2: bruh. That's a whole other conversation. Corey, you're on the clock. You got like a minute 15 or so.
0: So go ahead. Uh, yeah, anyone who knows me knows that music is not my strong student case. Any of that did not really kind uh, of give that away. Um, what did you pick? Black and Yellow by Wiz Khalifa? <laughs> no, that song doesn't represent our city. That, that song is so overplayed because that's the color the Steelers wear. But, or, but whatever. No, uh, it's actually even worse. I pick Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Um <laughs> What location does that represent? The uh, she, whole, she, USA. Yeah, and yeah, she hopped off the plane at LAX. She's telling you that everything there is different than her in Nashville because she's not going to the same party. She needs the stilettos. Like, I, again, I don't know music. This is the first time that came to mind. So, uh, yeah, here we are.
2: <laughs> Jesus. I was so caught off guard with Corey Sender. I was like, bro.
0: I was like, here's the thing. If I'm going to bomb this debate, I might as well make people laugh. And uh, you laughed.
1: I do. I, I appreciate that. I will say there is nothing, especially in college back in the days. Um if you're at any party in college, there is nothing that actually got people up like party in the USA.
0: Oh, yeah, that's it. So like I was in college when this song came out, and I just remember like we were sitting at like it, like, we have, like we have like a lunchroom there, like a, like a big like common area, and it was like the one guy was like really feeling it. He's like, what the this is Miley Cyrus? I can't be bopping to Miley Cyrus. The, 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 song, is, the song bops. It's fine. It is, the
2: song it's terrible, is a, but... Wait, wait, wait. Okay, you said there's nothing?
1: <laughs> um, see, what I meant by there's nothing. There's a lot of things. Okay. And, I, was,
2: I was about to say, wait, wait, wait. So you're saying like, over like, every song I, in the universe, no, you're no, no, taking no. Party in the
1: USA. No, 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 no. There's a lot of songs there. But I say like, Party of the USA is up there next to a lot of those songs, man. Let me tell you, uh this also just shows me we went to very different college parties, by the way. Um, our two experiences are not the same. But if you went to especially my freshman and sophomore year, if you went to any frat party, if you if you turned that song on, people are people are bumping. It's like that in Chain Smokers.
2: we went to vastly different because like, you you talk about songs that get people together. I'm thinking like before i let go uh, you know like that's where my mind goes i'm like there's no way that
0: party in the usa even comes close no. to that but, no. but akil, akil is describing my experience as well it's like that <laughs> <and Kanye. laughs>
1: like like party in the usa um what's the abba song dancing queen dancing queen that's yeah. another one that's, that's a, a banger
2: that's a banger <laughs> that's
1: a turn up of all turn ups
2: um You hear that? You hear that opening piano? (laughs) Um, I can hear it in my head right now. Exactly, Um, and it turns into the strings. And, anyways, all right. Krissa has a very compelling case to make. I want to hear this one. It's gonna be funny.
3: Yeah, you know I can make it in ten seconds too. So.
2: Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!
3: Um. So my choice
2: anger choice
3: it is not a doesn't describe well i guess it does describe location but it is one of the best r&b male singers and it is usher nice and slow.
1: where does that describe atlanta
3: atlanta i said the
1: same thing (laughs) like i mean let her let her make her case, man. Right, make the case. In the a court.
3: location, not atlanta but just a location right that was the argument right a yeah, location it was just
2: a location just a location of any sort
3: yeah you could
2: have you could have argued smoking in the boys room it would have worked any location
3: take you to a place nice and quiet that's a location
0: that's a location <laughs> that's a location I thought so. She's not even going to specific. Like it's a, just a, a vibe. It's not okay. That's an interesting way to look at the argument, but I don't like yeah. that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's that is argument.
1: that is truly something.
0: That is, is so much different than how I was interpreting it. But I, yeah, I thought I it was it. like that. I I like that. See, You're that's like, what I
2: said. That's literally exactly what I said.
1: I was like, "Are we going songs about a city?" That's exactly where my head
2: went. Like, nope. I just said a location. Yeah, I never specified a city, and just based off the fact that any location can be nice and quiet, I think Chris is going to win. <laughs> I don't like New York, Akil. Get out of here,
0: Bruh, Ain't hey, no. Well, be cool, Carissa. You are. Go- what would you like to plug then? Since you won the debate.
3: Um. Well, this is the plug from last week, but I will plug it again because. I was able to watch Athletes Unlimited for the first time on Friday, and it was absolutely what Twitter said it was. It was absolutely amazing. So um, follow their Twitter, their Instagram, their YouTube, all of that to see when they play. I think their next game is Wednesday. The draft was amazing. The women are amazing. And, yeah.
1: I need to watch that. What what days are games again?
3: They vary, but uh, I think this week it starts on Wednesday.
1: Were the games Saturday last week?
3: Friday, Saturday.
1: Yeah, I was. I was too busy gambling. This week's
2: the same schedule. Yeah. So this week is uh, Wednesday, Friday or Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. I saw all I saw was
1: Kalani Brown. Like one clip, kind of went viral. It was her. In the poll she had a spin move, and then she had a nice little up and under with the lefty finish. And I'm like... Lonnie was
2: eating. All I was like, day.
1: hey, bro, Seattle, if we're hey. going to do all of this stuff and send
2: everybody away. With the left hand. I need her back in LA, bro. You can't have her.
1: Nah, no, you don't get nice things.
0: Well, that does it for this episode. Like I said, we're going to come back later this week with uh, kind of like a, a rumors and catching up on all the like the, the stuff that's going on so uh definitely a different vibe this week but thanks for catching me first episode of, of our new schedule and uh we'll catch you guys later this week
1: Nice, young, growing piece, and she's an all-star. All of that. Sure, 100%. Jewel Lloyd's a thousand times better than Benazza Laney.
0: Okay, let's... Uh, I know you but, operated extreme, stream, but she's not... She's, like... Uh, Laney's also an all-star player. I don't think that the gap is as big as you're applying.
1: The gap is pretty big. No, I'd say, I'd say Jewel Lloyd comfortably clears Benazza Laney.
0: I would say one's probably like a top 10 player and the other one's a top 20 player. I don't think that's a crazy gap.
1: Like that's, once again, that's comfortably clear. Like there is a clear tier between Jewel Lloyd and Benajelani.
0: Okay, but there's a difference between a tier and 1,000 times better.
1: Uh, Yeah, the tier could be 1,000 times better in my mind.
0: Well, you're insane.